Hey, this is Dave Baker. You're listening to Comics Podcast. And comics, we are everywhere. And welcome to comics. Uh, this is episode 39. Thanks to each and every one of you who has been along with us on this journey. We appreciate you so very much. We can't possibly truly explain how much you guys do. So I thank you. Um, with that, who do we have for today's episode? Hello. Very good evening, morning, or afternoon, whenever you're hearing this. This is Luis. This is Ash. I'm Carmen. What's up, beautiful people? It's Esteban. And that's all of us. If you expected somebody else, I don't know why you're here, because we would have told you we had a guest later on the show. But thanks. Um, so, Carmen, what do you have to drink today for us? Um, I don't know if I have talked about this beer before. I may have. May have. Um, it's a bottle logic beer. Shocking. Uh, it's the Golden Ratio Golden Milk Stout. Um, this is my second four pack from that brewery of this beer because it's really, really good. Um, usually golden stouts tends to be really dark, but this one is actually really light. It's like a golden color and it's, it kind of tastes like an IPA, but not really. Um, so I 100% recommend it, um, especially if you don't like dark beers, but you want to experience a stout, that would be a good one. It's really good and smooth. Nice. Sweet. Cheers, Carmen. Cheers. All right. So uh, do we have any comments this week, Luis? Yes, sir, we do. So every week as an excuse to uh, to showcase the people that watch this show and let you be a part of the show, we open it up for comments throughout the show. If you hear anything that you want to add to, something that we missed, or you just want to give us some feedback, Strongly encouraged to send us a message either on Instagram, YouTube, um, any of the social medias, and we will read you on the following episode. Uh, so starting up with episode, uh, well, I want to start with this one, actually. So this was the comment on a comment uh, that was uh, read. So Heavyweight, a couple, last episode we read his comment um, uh, regarding episode 36. Reg uh, if we were talking about scary movies and what has scarred us. And he had commented about wanting to watch Fire in the Sky. He needs to see what the hype is about. Okay. And so then, and then Melissa says, is saying that I feel the same way. Let me know what you think. So he commented on it last week, uh, or earlier this week, rather. It's a, and his comment reads, I guess I should have been younger when I saw it. Maybe I wouldn't have felt this. Maybe I would have felt the same way as you guys. Yeah. So I, I agree with it. Who is this? Heavyweight. All right. Hey, get, I, his get his address, and then uh, let's stop by Dick's to get a bat. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not saying anything bad. Why it's like, you, you're such an asshole. Why am I not surprised, you piece of shit? He loves me. Don't listen to him, heavyweight. You're great people. Um, I agree with this comment. I don't. I haven't seen it yeah, in a few years. So I don't know how well the movie holds up, but I was in a dark theater when I saw it, and a giant screen, and it was all-encompassing, and all you see is when that movie starts it's kind of in a dark forest and they're isolated and you just see this giant red light making a loud noise so it kind of leaves a it leaves an impact and and then, your imagination like makes it worse than i mean like the the graphics and everything aren't like you know fucking like you're watching anything great but yeah. it's just like the scenery and stuff sorry i said that 
No, no, no. I I completely agree with with uh, heavyweight saying that it, it. I guarantee you that movie did not age well. I I can guarantee that it did. <laughs> I guarantee it. You know, but I mean, you got to think about it. It's like ninety three, ninety four when it came out. You know, so it's just kind of like for for a kid seeing that. You know you know especially in theaters you know when your cousin says hey let's go watch a movie you know don't worry about it it's rated r don't worry about it you'll be fine you know what i mean to go in and you watch it just like andres is saying you know it's a dark theater a massive fucking theater you know screen and then it starts off like that being isolated it scares the shit out of you you know uh i don't think i've seen it since that first time i saw it so i haven't seen it since like 93 94 so i i mean if i were to watch it now like I'd be down to watch it now, you know, probably like sweaty palms and nervous and shit, that's, you know. That's crazy how impactful <laughs> if you you've only seen it once and mm-hmm. you you remember certain scenes so vividly. But again, yeah. it's also you were more impressionable, you were younger, and it's exactly. also what the graphics look like back then. We're like, yeah. oh my god, this looks real. And then you see it ten years, twenty years later and be like, Yeah. That doesn't look real, like, you know. No, exactly. So because of that fear in Fire of the Sky, I had a really hard time watching um, The Fifth Kind. Is that the one? Is that the one? Fourth Kind. The Fourth Kind. The one with with, uh, with Mila Jovovich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the the movie that got sued because they claimed to be real, and then the mayor of that city in Alaska sued yeah. the movie studio. Yeah. Yeah. So so I had a really hard time watching. I saw that one, but I had a really hard time watching it. You know. I saw it. I loved it. And uh-huh. when I got out of the movie theater, I I googled it because I was like, that's that was real footage. That's so fucking yeah. crazy. You know, because yeah. that was just how they're doing. And then it's like lawsuit, not real footage. Like it's like ah. Oh. Like and then they <laughs> like didn't, yeah like and then like right away and it sucks because like right when I read that article I'm like it wasn't a good like I immediately shifted like uh. just because it's like from the things that you think you see a porch camera like holy shit that's a fucking alien right there like yeah why isn't this on LA Times like I'm yeah. just so like <laughs> for sure <laughs> like this is groundbreaking <laughs> shit like and it's the same with like Blair Witch you know when that came no, out everyone exactly- thought it was real. I was like, I knew that movie was fake because I was you know, I saw that Blair Witch and I was like, this shit ain't real. Fuck this. Yeah. It's like they don't have life footage. I was like, where the fuck do they got uh, Mila Jovovich in this movie if it's life footage? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. Because oh, the way that they did that movie was they Mila, Mila Jovovich was playing the person. A psychiatrist. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, but then they'll pause it and then they'll replay the version that she was acting out. And it, supposedly yeah. that was the real. And like they kept doing that parallel of like this is this character. But then what tipped me off is uh, uh, I was a big Halo fan back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Arbiter, the main alien that Chief teams up with in the third film, yeah. the voice of the supposed real footage, like one of the investigators, sounded so familiar. I'm like, that sounds like the Arbiter. Sure enough, it was. Like, and I was like this, and I was so confused because at the time, again, I was still <laughs> believing that this was real yeah. footage. And then I looked it up. I'm like, motherfucker, it wasn't him. And flipping tables and shit. And she's yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's all like, no, Hollywood lied to me. What I know. Do with the rest of my <laughs> world is over. Yeah. <laughs> From this day forward, I will reserve my happiness and not be excited for any films Damn of Hollywood. Damn you, Hollywood. <laughs> dare you lie to us anyway so um and it, it sounds it sounds like the room all agrees with you heavyweight uh when you watch it uh it's like if you watch it later in life sometimes things aren't as good 
I saw Blair Witch after they came out on MTV altogether, and then I saw Blair Witch, and I still was scared. <laughs> yeah, he, you would be. Knowing that it was... See, yeah. but that's the, that's the funny thing. Like, my girlfriend is notoriously um, anti-scary film, but uh, during Halloween, we saw... Oh, yeah, you say your girlfriend's notorious. B.I.G.? <laughs> no. Nice. <laughs> um, but we watched, like, a bunch of classics, like uh, uh, the very first uh, Friday the 13th, Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was able to watch that. And the only one that I think really like shook her, and this is why I'm just like I'm still so fascinated by it, is the movie called uh, The Thing. Yeah. That yeah. it's old as shit, and it's still fucking unnerving. Like even though you see certain things that it's like okay, I know that this isn't real, but it's still just like somebody designed that. Someone created yeah. like ugh, it's just tension. Uh, Still fucking no, yeah, no. I haven't seen that heavyweight. Check that out. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Luis. Like my wife does not like scary movies at all. Like at all, at all. Like she will not watch them. You know, Uh, and her greatest fear is the fear of being chased. That's her greatest fear. You know, so so she won't watch you know any horror movies whatsoever. And double and doubling (laughs) down on that, she will not watch anything that is uh, dealing with religious context. You know, she won't. Oh, like, those are the not, best ones. Yeah, exactly. I feel the same way. Those are the best <laughs> ones. Like in the okay, so you know that the the photo that I sent you guys in our chat, the documentary on Netflix. It's like the devil and father. I forget his name. So I was watching it, and I'm watching it, and then it, the, just like the same thing. It's like, oh, uh, it's the director from The Exorcist that did this, did this documentary, and he's like, and then it was funny because it was very unsolved mysteries. You know, so it's like like walking and like talking and shit. I'm just kind of like, all right, like that's cool, I guess. Right. And then they're like, well, we're about to show you actual footage of an exorcism. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, bro, get the fuck out of here with that shit. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, no way. Watched it and all that stuff. And then I and then as I'm watching it, like you see the person that has having the exorcism take place, like she's like convulsing and like, you know, speaking, you know, yeah. and and then but it's funny because like I'm listening to it and like how you were saying, like you heard the arbiter, you know, in the third in the fourth kind. Yeah. I'm watching that and I'm like, they fucking used auto-tune. <laughs> like on her voice. You heard like, it? Yes. So I, I like right after I like I googled it and they're and uh, I think it was Variety and the Hollywood Reporter. They both said they're like, yeah, you know, they ended up uh, taking it in and analyzing the footage, and you can tell that there's an underlining on her voice track that they uh, they uh, added to it to. And I'm like, motherfucker, like whatever, man. But yeah, it's not like, like it's. What's that? Sound like two pain or two pain or what? No, it was it was more it was more like, <laughs> but it was funny. It's funny though because it's like it all takes place in Italy, and and I think Italy has a population of like six million people. But out of that six million people, like five hundred thousand have been claimed to have been exorcised, and I'm like. Hmm. Six million people, like either that, and like I was reading the article where it said that too, and then it's like either that or like the devil's like seriously working some overtime there in Italy, you know? In Italy, yeah, so you know, of all places, he's, ex- he's like, got a timeshare in Italy. He's just staying there. <laughs> well, no, he's just uh, like I'm just kind of like okay, cool. So you really want to fuck around where the Vatican's at? Okay, bro, have fun, you know? Only like the third week of fucking August because of his timeshare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it happens. There's oh, a 
and I, and I know we're, we're, we're segueing far into the comments. I, I apologize on the rest. No uh, worries. You're good. There's a documentary. Um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was a documentary on the director about the, uh, the director of the exorcist film, a uh, documentary of like his investigation in like exorcisms yeah, and like what he was looking into to make the movie. Um, and I fuck, I forgot the There's a good it. podcast series about that too. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So it's pretty good. It's like six episodes long. I mean, it's kind of a narrative. So kind of story, story wise, it's not just like straight up documentary style. That's pretty oh, really? good. Okay, cool. I would yeah. suggest that. Oh, it's I, called and it'll, Leap of Faith. And it'll, it'll give you like the basis of where the where the writer got the story of mm-hmm. for the exorcist. Yeah. That documentary that I was telling you guys about, they, they kind of touch on it a little bit. Uh, they, they interview the writer and the writer talks about it a little bit, but it's funny because he shows the the director shows like the house where, you know, the, the, um, the exterior shots of the house and stuff like that. And then the stairway, you know, but it was just kind of like the, like the way it was like put together. I'm like, okay, like you're showing the exterior of the house and then you're showing the stairway, which was not, very close to the house at all it was maybe two miles or something like that it, it wasn't it was, that far it's in georgetown right the, the yeah. staircase mm-hmm. the scary staircase is in georgetown but it's just kind of like when i was reading the 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 article in in um the hollywood reporter it, the person the person that wrote it i can't remember their name but like literally just destroyed the documentary it's like yeah he's walking around you know like on un, very unsolved mysteries like and then he goes to the the exterior shot for the house for the exorcist and in the staircase where he claims that the staircase is called the exorcist staircase and i guess they did research on it and they're like they don't call it the exorcist staircase they're just, just like that's where it was filmed and that was it you know so it's like it was trying to like like the report made it seem like he was trying to milk everything out of the exorcist as much as possible. So, yeah. And the documentary was called uh, leap of faith. So I saw it, I want to say a couple of years ago on Netflix. I don't know uh-huh. if it's still on there, but yeah, leap of faith. Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I dig it. If you're into that yeah. sort of thing. Cool. All right. Move, moving on along. Uh, so now we're fast forwarding to uh, most recent comment. Uh, this is for episode 38. Uh, most recent episode uh, and I'm going to go right back to heavyweight saying is that a new mic <laughs> and uh, Ash tell the people is it a new mic yeah I uh, talked to Don Cornelius and on the set of Soul Train they got me this light up mic and uh, well yeah I mean a few seconds ago you were holding it like a lightsaber well I mean <laughs> Hey, how many people who listen to the show know that reference you just made? Probably just you guys. <laughs> and heavyweight. Because he has gray hair a little bit. But, yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that because heavyweight has a response to that comment. Because then when he said that, uh, our very own Esteban commented on that comment, new Mike who this? And then heavyweight says, uh, new Mike looked like lava lamp, LOL. <laughs> and then Melissa responds, he likes the attention. He thinks he's all bad. There's a lot of fucking, I got to get a lot of bats this week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> um, and then the last I, comment I from. I'm literally like seven foot one, so no, I'm not going to mess with <laughs> The last comment from Heavyweight uh, for that same episode is Optimus Prime shaking Luis will be a funny short. 
I don't remember the context of that. Really? I don't remember the context of that either. Because you were you were talking about but the thought of it would be really funny. The thought it, of it, it is it amazing. would be really funny. Yeah, but I think I think it was in reference to when you were referring to having the Gen One um, Optimus Prime, where it was all metal. Remember? Oh, when I it when I your head. and it yeah. pinched me. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. God, yeah, that's what it was. God bless your good memory, sir. Not God bless. I only got you know it a little I mean. bit. So you know what I mean. <laughs> thank Optimus Prime. Oh, Optimus Prime, thank you, and thank you, Heavyweight. Uh, maybe, maybe there will the be scars. a sketch. <laughs> Dude, that, that fucking toy, uh, uh, there's this local uh, uh, flea market, I guess, uh, Frank and Sons oh. Card Show uh, okay. in City of Industry, and they have a shop that has all the old school toys, like the 80s, That's 90s cool. toys. And so mm-hmm. that metal version of Optimus Prime, the one that I had, God knows what happened to it, but they had it there and they're pricing it like at $150 and it's worn the fuck out. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like these toys that are just like before they change the materials, like because it was made out of fucking steel and the tires yeah. were actual rubber and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah crazy. Anyway, well, no, I was going to say, I think I know what you're going to start talking about. Did you guys see the new one that that's coming out? The new the new Gen 1 uh, Optimus Prime? No. Okay, so yeah. it's in it's in its uh in the truck form, and then you see you it's a uh, voice activated, so you tell them uh, Optimus uh, transform, and then it actually will transform on its own. Or wow. or or if you say like uh, Autobots roll out or something like that, no, yeah, when you say Autobots roll out, it'll transform back into the truck. But it's crazy. It's cool. Be- yeah, it's pretty cool because like, like it'll change. Did they even have the sound effect that like yeah. a little? It does, right. it does the sound effects and everything, but it's funny because, it, and it's a little creepy to be quite honest, because when it transforms into the robot form, like it stabilizes itself and then it acts, it, it uh, replicates like if it's breathing. So it like, you can see it like shifting and kind of moving and stuff like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, it's, it's a little <laughs> creepy, you know, but it, it would be pretty dope to have. It's small soldiers up in this bitch. Uh, dude, don't even get me started on that damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> when the batteries start to short like it just transforms on its own yeah like exactly watching, like the conjuring or something and then like, oh yeah oh yeah and then and then i mean especially like with that there's when, <laughs> when toy story 4 came out my my boys wanted the new the updated versions of you know woody and buzz and stuff like that and those were voice activated so when you stand up Woody or Buzz and, you know, you're playing there, the boys are playing with them. Uh, you tell them Andy's coming. They will legit drop on their own. Like they, they'll fall, they'll fall down. Like if, you know, like they do in the movie, you know, and then when it's pretty you say, creepy, man. yeah, it is. And then when you say Andy's gone or, you know, or the coast is clear <laughs> or something like that, up. I swear to God, they'll stand back up like on their own. That shit's fuck. It's creepy, dude. It really is creepy. Oh man. The toys you get your kids, man. Creepy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, shifting on along on these comments, uh, we got uh, podcast favorite, Mr. Zach Freeman. <laughs> Dude, bro. Ha ha ha. I was so laughing my ass off in the opening segment. Love the impersonation of me. I think I'm more of a mix of Jeff Spicoli and Keanu, but I do do the Garth thing with the hair behind the ears so close enough. My final meal would be a five carne asada tacos with cilantro and red onion. I know, boring, but 
it is it is my favorite and dessert would be a cannoli and i'll drink an old-fashioned with woodford reserve whiskey also ash cool mike you sound amazing said in Hulhauser voice oh amazing that was horrible <laughs> but yeah i get it oh man that's a that, that was such a, a a nice detailed comment thank you sir we appreciate you um but what's funny is uh you know your friend so well when you were uh doing your impersonation of him you're like trust me he's laughing right now he loves this and yeah he loved it he was laughing he digs it right before typing he was like <sighs> then typing it out <laughs> yeah that was good <laughs> oh you know what actually he commented one more time uh he says luis sweet tooth agreed on all points it is a slow burn at times but it's worth the watch i'm invested and i want to see what happens next so yeah luis your uh, sweet tooth my me my, <laughs> me and my my sweet tooth self um everybody you uh please put sweet tooth on your on your Sweetheart. watch list it is so good all right, we're down to the last two guys. Hang in there. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey, man, people love us now. So no, no, no. Going. I know. I I feel bad because it's like uh, it's Andres's host, and I'm 15 Andres minutes is in. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, so uh, Vanessa Ayala's uh, last meal is definitely red chilaquiles. Also, some some good agua chile, a michelada, and oh. a bloody Maria. Mmm. Them, them, them Latin roots. The green chili. Fuck that noise. Well, I haven't, I haven't really had the red chili. I don't know if it's because I feel like it'll be spicy. But everything the green chili spicy. Typically, oh. the green is spicier. They do change oh, yeah. it up depending on the place that you go. Uh, but I'm down with red chili. Kill us also, Vanessa. And it, and you said exactly what Andres said, that the correct answer was Bloody Mary. So, sorry for being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for being wrong on what I wanted on my last meal. <laughs> um, Sorry, I, I offended you on my last meal. <laughs> and actually, commenting on that, Melissa Morales, I can never look at a mimosa again and not think about Luis shitting himself. LOL. Awesome episode. I also saw that Rob Zombie is in Budapest scouting locations for Munsters, and I'm impressed. Did you guys see the castle? I did not. It looks yeah. cool. Go ahead. Yeah, it looks dope. But again, I'm still on the fence. Yeah, reserves. Reserves isn't bad. Because well, I mean, it's not like we're gonna expect, you know. No, infinity. no, just like no, it's just like how Luis was I saying. Know. You know, we were we've been betrayed by Hollywood many times, so we're gonna we're gonna hold back. <laughs> it starts real footage. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. Goddamn. Um, that is. Already trying to reboot his fucking monsters. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer to the month, like before the monsters, is the reboot. Like we haven't even seen the real one. Um, that concludes our comments. Uh, again, thank you everybody for all the love. Um, anything you hear, if you want to comment on a comment or you want to back up a point that we spoke about, or um, just like Heavyweight said, when, uh, we were talking about my Optimus Prime situation that pulled scarred my hand um please comment let us know and we will read it on the next episode and with that sir it goes right back to you andres uh thanks for that luis um so we'll go ahead and get right into it um so there was news that uh the supernatural 
the TV series. Uh, there's a prequel in the works. Um, and Jason Jensen Eccles is supposed to be coming, uh, be a part of it. Sorry. Um, so it's going to be focused on the parents. Uh, the series is going to be titled The Winchesters. And Jensen's going to be playing the narrator in the show. What do you guys think? I'm over it. Was, I'm sorry. There was a thing that where um, I, I just saw the, the title and the, I guess it was like it was like an apology to Jensen, but they I don't know what the apology was for. No, like what in, no, it was no. What ended up happening is there was a there was a little bit of drama between Jensen and Jared uh, because Jensen and his wife are executive producer. No, yes, Jensen and his wife are executive producers on this Winchester show, so it kind of. It, it was a he was Jared was uh, annoyed because he had nothing to do with it. He had no idea that this was happening. He wanted to be involved in it, uh, but it was just kind of like, you know, we're going to do it and not tell him type thing. That's what it seemed like. So Jared went on this rant on Twitter, like, oh, thanks a lot, bro. I thought we were friends or like j just calling him out on Twitter and everything. But it, like within like an hour, it was like squashed. And then Jared, you see Jared uh, send out a tweet like, oh, yeah, we're family ball, this and that. So it, it, I'm honestly, it's 15 seasons that we saw that this show went on. OK, 15 seasons. I think it was like over 300 episodes, you know, I, I think I think I'm good. I think I think the the supernatural uh, bug uh, is over for me. Uh, don't get me wrong; uh, I was invested for for those that amount of time, uh, but I will be the first one to to shit on it when I have to because it really was very repetitive. And don't get me wrong; I loved it. It, it, it got to the point where obviously they ran out of ideas. There was a Scooby Doo episode. Okay. There was uh, tons of episodes where you're just like, okay, these are filler episodes. It's like 20 something episodes. And out of those 20, 23 episodes, 10 of them were filler episodes. You know what I mean? And, and it's just kind of like, the, like the, the arrow started to become. Yes, exactly. Um, because the first five seasons were per, were great. You know, it had that horror aspect to it and stuff like that. Um, Dude, that but first season, I was so in love with it. Like, the first season was... was I was great. like, how did I not watch this mm -hmm. when it came out? And then I got into season two and I was like, I can do this. And then yeah. by season three, I was like, mm, I think I'm out. And then I didn't hate it. I just yeah. stopped. And then by like, I think I just checked out and I ended up catching a couple episodes on season five. And I think that's when you and I met. Yeah, because uh, I was watching it after it come out, and right. you were on like the then season ten. I'm yeah. like, how are you still watching it? And you're like, I don't know. I like, I, I'm in too long. I can't quit now. It, and like, I, you yeah. defended it. You defended yeah. it like tooth and nail. And so to hear you speak about it now is just so yeah. mind blowing to me. I, I mean, it's because I mean, when you're you're invested for 15 seasons, it's 15 years, man. Like I, yeah. I'm I am 36 years old. Okay. 15 years of my life was invested in this goddamn show okay yeah. don't get me wrong it had its ups it had its downs and everything like that but you know i'll be the first one to say it was very repetitive you know it's like oh so and so died again oh so and so was resurrected again you know like so, death didn't have uh, that consequence so you didn't it really didn't care. No, yeah. but but you know, being I, I this falls into that category where the showrunners listen to the fans, which is why it went 15 seasons. 
this show was supposed to be five seasons and that was it the the actor that played castiel was only supposed to be on there for two episodes and he was supposed to die did it obviously didn't happen you know and it just kept on going kept on going this was supposed to be a five season series and be done with it you're in you're out move on you know but because the showrunners listen to the fans and it's like bring back castiel bring back chuck bring back so and so bring back you know it just kept on going, going, going. And I honestly felt that it came to the point where they're in the writer's room and they had a board up and they were just throwing darts. Fucking Cain and Abel. Fuck it. Let's go to Kate. Let's talk about Cain and Abel. You know, you know, why not? There's a parallel there. Two brothers, Cain and Abel, blah, blah, you know, so I'm not super excited about this Winchester thing um, because I have a feeling that this is already the second spinoff that they were trying to do. The first one that was killed right away was going to be called Wayward Sisters, and it was supposed to follow uh, one of the police officers that they befriended, and then her adoptive daughters. So it was supposed to fall, and then the and then WB like kiboshed it real quick right out the gate. So it didn't even it didn't even get into pre production. Uh, so then now they're going to do this one. So I don't know. I, I'm not very happy about it. But then again, who's going to listen to me? I mean, just segueing a tiny bit, it's pretty shitty what um, that they didn't involve. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jared's the one that Jared. didn't get involved. Yeah, Jared. like like that would be like we're recording this podcast and we're working on it together, and then I see a commercial that there's a comics movie starring Esteban. I'm like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> I didn't hear about this. Like, and it's just it's like, oh, you know, it's just a thing I'm working on. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that does seem pretty shitty. And of course they would squash it like on the public eye, but that's still a shitty thing to do. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't expect it to go anywhere. I I mean, if it goes one season, good for them, you know, but I don't think, I think we have told every story up until uh, for, for this entire, the span of the family. I, I think in one season, half the season was dedicated to the mom and dad in the past, you know, so it's just I think I think they've covered everything, and, and with Jared uh, or Jensen narrating, it's uh, it feels very uh, Wonder Years type with the narrating and like how a lot of these shows are going, like the Everybody Hates Chris and the mm. How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that. You know, you're yeah. they're adding the the narrating at the beginning and then the the show plays out, you know, like Goldbergs, like the TV show the Goldbergs, stuff like that, you know. So I I, I wish them the best of luck, you know, <laughs> but I mean, I honestly I probably will not be watching that one cuz I I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of it. <laughs> 10 years, man. That should be the best fucking thing on TV. <laughs> <laughs> In first academy. episode they have they have jet shoes <laughs> i want to watch yes. this <laughs> uh moving moving along now um so there's uh, another series in the works this time at hbo it's a metamex series um uh, on hbo max i'm sorry um angela robinson will be the showrunner for the show and jj era sorry jj abrams is said to be the executive producer uh Stefan, what do you think uh honestly anything with uh, abrams as the showrunner uh i'm in um you know it's i feel that he's he's done very well 
uh, especially in TV shows, you know, uh, Lost, um, and then some of the movies that he's done, especially if if his if the production company Bad Robot's going to be involved, uh, a lot of the stuff that Bad Robot does is is uh, great. It, it's primed. So um, I'm not super familiar with Madame X, but again, being the nerd and geek that we all are, I'm I'm definitely going to catch at least a, a few episodes to kind of get a feel of of the character and and. Uh, understand who Madame X is, so. Not from I Love Lucy, clearly, right? Madame X from I Love Lucy, clearly, it's not. It, it's a it's a DC property, so I don't I don't think so. DC property, okay, bro, my bad. <laughs> Fucking. I hate you. <clears throat> Luis, do you know anything about like playing in my show? I'm sorry, Andres. Uh, you know anything about Madame X? No. Ash, do you know anything about Madame X? I, I, I was the one who guessed it was fucking I Love Lucy because they have a Madame X episode. Um, she, um, she's kind of like a terror reader with magic powers and stuff. Uh, she's come out in Swamp Thing a lot. Yes, so yes. there's that uh, Justice League dark tie-in that they could use, which would be super dope. So maybe we get some appearances from other characters that we've been wanting to see. Maybe um, uh, they might cameo some of the uh, Swamp Thing canceled, the canceled Swamp Thing that was. I believe she I did come out it. in that what series. Um, that oh. I believe that her, that her character does come out in that series. So character, but not actress. No, yeah, they haven't casted anybody yet. I see. Um, but it's an HBO show, and HBO does nothing but fucking gold. So I'm super excited about this. Um, I mean, does it HBO? There it is. <laughs> Are you bringing up old shit, man? HBO Max originals have been. Oh, good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you bringing up that old shit? Get that old shit out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no. HBO HBO Max has been pretty solid. Uh, I haven't been disappointed with the show yet. Yep, yeah, enjoying it a lot so far. Um, all right, so into the next news. Um, we got reports that uh, Good Omen season two is set to go. Um, Neil Gaiman is coming back as the executive producer, the showrunner, and he's writing along with um, John Finemore. Um, also coming back is David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Um, did you get anybody on the cast to watch the show, the first season? Yes. Nobody. Uh, we got yes. one. Oh. We got one. Yes, the seven watched it. What did it stream on? Uh, Amazon. Yeah, it was on Amazon. Uh, yeah. It was ten, ep- 10 episodes, I think. Ten episodes. Yep. It's on Prime right now. Um, I, David Tennant and Michael Sheen are two actors that whatever they're in, I'm going to watch. It doesn't matter. Yep. They, they are phenomenal actors. Um, the only reason why I got into Doctor <clears throat> Who was because of David Tennant. So, um, the, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, the, that premise is, is fantastic. Um, it's, it's about, uh, an angel and a demon and they're like best friends. Mm. So it's, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. And what they're trying to do is stop the antichrist from showing up and destroying the world. So it's actually pretty cool. Uh, David Tennant is phenomenal, and Michael Sheen is, and just it just shows the the two sided coin that Michael Sheen is because you see him. I see him in Prodigal Son, and then I see him in Good Omen or Good Omens. So 
you can see his his range of acting you know what i mean um so i'm definitely going to end up catching it i thought it was i thought it was fantastic if you guys haven't seen it watch it it's a good watch there's a lot of british humor humor in it so if um british humor is not your thing still watch it it's still fun you know uh, it, it might be difficult to follow along with the, is it a with the british jokes. show uh i don't believe so but there is a lot of the british humor in there so but the um it's american english not british english mm, it's a mixture of both oh yeah okay i will watch um i did watch the show as well um david Tennant and michael sheen together are a really good pair and it's very enjoyable to watch them just for uh them playing off each other so at the very least regardless of the story i, I did like the story but i mostly fell in love with them two uh playing off each other so if you guys haven't seen it i would suggest watching it as well good uh moving on <laughs> Since nobody else has anything to chime in on, uh, sorry, me nodding my head on a audio podcast probably isn't the the most receptive. Next time, I will say I, I agree. Well, no worries. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good because we figured out gallery mode. So that's true. So we're good. Um, so uh, there's all was also reports on Michael Keaton uh, signing on to for three more DC movies. Um, what do you guys go go ahead ash i jump to you first on this thinking batman beyond uh i was gonna ask were the reports they were that it was animated or live action film no it says something about animated but it, it didn't say like it was the i believe I, I absolutely could be wrong but the way i read it was uh like the name of it was animation something something, but not that it was. The people that reported it were an animation studio, but it wasn't confirmed whether those movies were going to be animated or live action. I mean, it's my subtitle for when you guys don't know what I'm going to say. What I'm saying. I think we. I think we all are Ash translators. Are, yeah. yeah, I like that wink at the end though. If you feel sexy. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I think even if even if it's gonna be a Batman Beyond, whatever, like uh, DC comes out with fucking awesome animated movies, so it'd still be cool to hear his voice. Uh, then again, there's Kevin Conroy, so I don't know, but hopefully it's like a legit thing, and it's just Batman Beyond. Carmen, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. Um, I know this came because he's in the Flash movies, in the Flash movie. And so after his performance, I guess, it was decided to give him the deal for the three movies. Um, I don't have anything against Michael Keaton's performance as Batman, so I'm all for it. Um, I just don't know where they're gonna be taking it, whether it's gonna be, well, obviously it's gonna be a separate universe or alternate reality, so that's cool with me. So, I mean, I have no problem with it. It's, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Allison, Miss Seven? Yeah, I mean, last time we saw Michael Keaton as Batman was in 92. So I'm stoked. Um, it looks like he's 
he's embracing it. I think he, I think he liked it. You know what I mean? Being back on set and playing Bruce Wayne again and, and stuff like that. I think he liked it, you know, uh, the Batman bug bit him again. So it, it's for him to be doing three movies. I think that's going to be fantastic, whether it's animated or live action. Um, I know for a fact that if it is a live action, I feel that there's no other way to go, but Batman beyond. Um, and I know, and I'm not going to speak for him, but I know one of our co-hosts here is a massive Batman Beyond fan, and I'm pretty sure he might dig that as well. Go for it, Luis. Um, not holding my breath for Batman Beyond. Because, uh, yeah. Hold on. It, it, sounds, it sounds great, and I would love that to happen. Uh, here's, here's a fun thing. It might be closer than we realize. Um, so I want to take you back to when Dark Knight, the uh, year or two before Dark Knight, I'm sorry, Batman Begins came out. Uh, when Batman Begins started production, right before uh, uh, they signed Christopher Nolan to be the director, it uh, the movie they thought they were going to make was a Batman Beyond film. And it wasn't until Nolan got signed as a director that he had a vision for Batman to make it more grounded. And they chose to have faith in this director and then kind of let him do with with the project which he did a phenomenal job and so but in short he almost the batman beyond almost happened the reason it didn't was we got the 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 dark knight trilogy so had you told me 10 years ago when those movies came out that we're gonna get a batman beyond film i'd say you're wrong like, I didn't think that it would happen. I didn't think it was that mainstream for it to happen. And so the idea that it's coming up again, because it, it seems like the very logical thing to do, that it's, it's we got an older Bruce Wayne, and he looks like Bruce Wayne. And if the way he acted in, uh, what is it, Home, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming as Vulture, like how he could be a piece of mm. shit and just sarcastic and just just this authoritative tone and voice like i can see him playing an old bitter bruce like that or even and i hate to say this because this was more of like a comedic drama uh birdman like the way he was in birdman he was just this like older like veteran actor that's just sick of everyone's bullshit so he was just kind of just would i love would i fucking jizz myself when if that gets announced absolutely on the spot do i think it's gonna happen not really i think it's gonna go if anything i can see a spin-off of like uh the flashpoint paradox and he plays this like other version kind of what they wanted uh what's his face to play um uh negan walking dead uh, jeffrey dean morgan jeffrey d morgan how we wanted him to play uh thomas wayne uh, but i can see them wanting to like maybe shift it because he's no longer really part of the universe how they're like kind of restructuring everything so oh, and then so i don't know like or are they gonna go somewhere newer uh are they gonna go with uh like the the rebirth books that uh when they rebooted it after the new 52 reboot yeah. uh in the rebirth uh old batman meets young batman uh, with, and then that's like the watchman and everything turns into one universe or whatever mm we could potentially see him talk to uh what's his face robert pattinson 
Oh, okay. Oh, Pattinson of like uh, passing a torch or whatever. So there's so many things that can happen. And I think those things would happen before a Batman Beyond film would happen. But again, just myself. Back to you, Andres. Awesome. We'll finish it off with you jizzing yourself. Uh, <laughs> when I get the notification. <gasps> are you are you raising your hand to talk? I am, but I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, go uh, ahead. Okay. The two Batman I will always fucking respect the most are Adam West. Well, most of all, Michael Keaton and Adam West. There's just so many people that have been like, uh, yeah, yeah, I did Batman. Yeah, it was cool, like, whatever. But these motherfuckers are the only two people that are like, yeah, I'm Batman. You know what I mean? Like, they can go and do 50 other fucking films, and yeah, I'm Batman. He's done Vulture, he's done whatever, but he did a college speech and said, I'm Batman. Like, they're not ashamed of being, like, if, if I'm known for that one character, like, I've done a million things, and my body of work is speech for itself. So if you only know me as this, Fuck it, I'm Batman. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just respect the hell out of that. Um, and then two, do you feel like uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be a little bit comedian, Watchmen comedian as Batman if they did if they went that route? No, I don't think I, so. I don't think so. I think if Jeffrey Dean Morgan ever played Thomas Wayne again and was that version of Batman, I think he would fucking kill it, dude. I think he would I really kill do. that role. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. he would, uh, because of the comedian. You know what I mean? Because of the sinister comedian that he was in Watchmen, I feel that he can somehow channel that or piggyback off of that and then turn it into the Thomas Wayne Batman that we saw in either the Flashpoint Paradox comic book or in the animation, you know? Um, so I, I, th I think he can do it. I would love to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne, you know, donning that, that bat, uh, the Batman suit, you know yeah. what I mean? With the red eyes and then the way that the cape, you know, kind of hooks up like an actual bat and stuff like that. I, are you kidding me? That would be amazing, you know, to see that. So, and then lastly, uh, I never came around on Batman Beyond because I'm so used to the brooding, the fucking intimidation factor, and like a skinny Batman that moves like Robin. Again, it's just not, I don't know. I haven't come around. Like, if there's, if they make a version, I'm not saying be all fucking buff and brooding, but if they make something maybe in the middle. Where he's just not so... Well, then that wouldn't be uh, Batman Beyond now, would it? That's true. Check check out season one. Season one of Batman Beyond um, picks up right where the Batman animated series left off. Mm -hmm. We did talk like, about that. That's not streaming anywhere yet, or is it? Yes, it, it is. is. HBO Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. All, all five seasons. Um, and it, it's it's so well done. Season yeah. two is where it starts to get. I see. I see your argument. Like he starts to get more comfortable. He gets cocky, but then he, season two is very pivotal because he—that's his first big failure. Mm. And Ooh. yeah, I'm interested. And then season three, it's kind of like he's starting to realize that this shit's real. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now, one of the biggest gripes that I had was that they created new villains for Batman Beyond, but. 
a lot of the villains that really hit home, the ones that I thought was like the shit, were Batman's old rogue gallery. The new villains, they got front and center for a little bit, but like the really heavy hitters were when, hey, do you remember this guy from way back when? Well, he's back. And so Batman Beyond is a really cool way of showing, hey, Bruce Wayne got old, so did this villain, and now this is happening in this villain's That's- world. Um, and I don't want to ruin it because I don't want your brain to explore it. Like, it's much funner when you watch an episode and you see remnants of something, and then right before you put your finger on it, they reveal it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. And so a lot of the oh, shit moments is because the people that potentially have watched it were fans of Batman animated series, and it goes full circle of like, oh, of course Bruce is going to be alone because of how he was, but this villain, of course this is what's going to happen because this is what the life that they chose, you know, or whatever. Mm. Um, And, like, one of the best fucking animations that I've seen, uh, I put it up there with uh, Rise of the Red Hood, is uh, Batman Beyond uh, Return of the Joker. Oh, Oh, my God. Fucking made me cry like a bitch every time i watch it like it's just so it's such a heavy film it's so good so good mark hamill phenomenal acting uh kevin con like everyone just brings their a game everyone so um anyway season one is if 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 you like as much as you like batman animated series you would love season one uh because you get kevin conroy kind of like narrow not narrating but a lot of it is over his shoulder before it kind of like officially passes it over to Terry. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty dope. But real quick, Ash, to piggyback off of what you were saying about Michael Keaton, uh, Tom Holland on the set of Homecoming, he always said that whenever he was running lines with Michael Keaton and uh, there were a few times where, you know, it was like face-to-face, you know, Michael Keaton and Tom Holland. And then as soon as they hit cut, he'd whisper in Tom Holland's ear, I'm Batman. <laughs> you know, he would do that, you know, constantly. So, so yeah, you're right. You know, uh, his entire body of work from being a comedic actor all the way up to being, you know, being taken as a serious actor, his whole body of work explains, uh, it, it speaks for itself. But what's the one thing that he always goes back to, which shows how much fun he had doing is Batman. That and he fucking earned it, man. Being a comedian, they didn't see it, they didn't see it, mm-hmm. and he fucking still got that shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. I want to do a meme where it's it's him whispering. You know how they have that meme where it's the person whispering and then there's like the hairs on your arm? The goosebumps? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm whispering, I'm Batman, and then... <laughs> the goosebumps? That's funny. I guarantee you we're going to hear it when that Flash movie comes out, so... Of course. Oh my God! And it, movie and theaters are back in business. Mm-hmm. The roar of applause and cheering that you would hear in that theater yep. when he says, "I'm Batman," yeah, like absolutely. Oh, <gasps> there, there goes Luis again. With <laughs> <laughs> I'll move on again. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> look over. I'm smoking a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there was reports. Uh, this week as well that um warner brothers turned down uh kevin smith's pitch for he wanted to do a series or a movie um on the character the question and warner brothers turned him down as it was too dark of a script um so uh Stavon, uh what do you think 
I think that's bullshit. Um, you know, because of, I mean, I, I just think that they're still worried about it being Kevin Smith. Um, you know, uh, and if many of you don't know, the question is a DC character, uh, and he's when you see him, he he. It's not like a Rorschach mask, but it, it's a mask that he it's wears. Just a blank, he, blank face. Yeah, exactly. So he's like uh, amateur shaman. He's a expert detective, detective uh, martial arts master. You know, stuff like that. So it's very. He's very Batman without Batman, without being Batman. You know, uh, the gadgets and whatnot, the million dollars, or, or the, you know, you know what I mean. Like his um, his toys. You know, um, I, I think it's bullshit for them to go ahead and do that. I just think Warner Brothers is just worried because their movies are in the toilet right now. Uh, or their their DC universe is in the toilet right now. Um, I, and then plus with Kevin Smith pitching it, I'm sure that they were just like, it's Kevin Smith. Like he does nothing but dick and fart jokes. So that's that's what I was going to that's what I was going to I was going to lean more towards. Like, I wonder how much of it was that because there's so much risk going on in DC. Like, I don't know if I want to risk giving you our property like he, he has directed but a lot of the that's DC weird because show. it's a property that nobody would have thought of. Uh, exactly. I didn't think of it. Yeah, and it's just it's like IP. They're bringing something a property forward, and if it does semi decent, they can make it a series, and they have a character, and they have something to go to. Mm -hmm. So that's why I find it weird that they say it's too dark. Plus, they're the same fucking company that did Batman vs Superman, which is dark as shit. Uh, so yeah, they've learned their lesson. Thank maybe. Anyway. I, well, um, no, it's it's the same company that, like you said, did Batman vs Superman, did The Watchmen. It, it, come on. You know, it's the same director. Like again, they I, they might have learned their lesson. They were like, like fuck this dude, fuck all dark. Everyone's gonna love each other now. In Q in Shazam, like you know, <laughs> the whole Shazam. family gets powers. Like don't get me wrong, I'm I'm just making light of it. I loved that movie, but you it was powers, just like you get powers. <laughs> yeah, but it was like so night and day, right? And it, yeah, but it was such a charming, good film. Uh, but before I get too far away from Kevin Smith. Um, I don't know if you guys heard. I I don't know if it's out already or it's out in a couple days. Uh, there's the the He Man show uh, that's oh, yeah. uh, brought to you by Kevin Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, he directing, writing, screenplay. He's essentially all the forefront. Who knows if? And it's I was uh, watching a trailer before I hopped on actually about it, and it's it's gonna it picks up where the animated series left mm -hmm. off, and it's gonna conclude the war against um, Skeletor. Skeletor. So uh, if that turns out to be good, who knows? Maybe other projects will start opening up for him. Like I know he got a lot of heat when he was writing for Daredevil and he and he killed off uh, who did he kill off? Mysterio in a mm -hmm. Daredevil comic and a lot of fans were upset because it's why would you kill a Spider-Man villain in, in a non-Spider-Man book or whatever and like, and I know he got back. I mean, I didn't hate the dude. Like, I just, I'm a fan of good storytelling. I've never read any of his comics, though. So I don't know. I know he has love for them, but I don't know how well. He made uh, Batman piss himself. He did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sure did. Mm hmm Huh. So there's that. <laughs> And I think that's a that is a wonderful note to go uh, to leave on. Uh, back to you, Andres. <laughs> no, uh, but it, his his writing style I think is very realistic. You know what I mean? Not realistic. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's very. 
it's it's like very common day to day. You know, his his thing oh, is dialogue. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. his thing is dialogue. That's his thing. You know, um, so for him to, and I'm right there with you. I'm I'm a fan of great storytelling. If you tell me a story and it contains spider-man villains and it contains you know x-men villains and in, in the story I, i'm gonna and it's a great fucking story i'm gonna love the story you know yeah. because it gives depth to the characters it, get, it explains the characters and whatnot who gives a shit if they if he ends up killing it off but i get it there's a lot of there's a lot of fans that you know think that it's a disservice you know for that you know uh, uh when uh the steve rogers comic came out where he said hail hydra the the writer received Oof. death the the writer received death threats oh. you know from fans like what the fuck really like come on man like it's a comic book yeah like fucking get over it it's a comic book can you imagine the threat though i'm gonna kill you yeah why did he send me an audio tape <laughs> like, <laughs> i wasn't grounded by my parents and, and, and I can guarantee you that, you know, he probably didn't take a lot of these seriously, you know, these death threats seriously, because it's a comic book. It's like, I'm a writer, I'm doing my job. And that's the thing that no, that I think a lot of people don't understand when it comes down to the argument, this hero versus this hero, who's going to win? Well, who does it ultimately end up being? It falls on the writer. If the writer wants the thing to beat the shit out of the Hulk, it's going to happen. If the writer wants Spider-Man to beat the shit out of Magneto or beat the shit out of, you know, Galactus, the writer's going to find a way and it's going to happen. But there's there's too many people out there that are like, well, that's really not going to happen. It's Spider-Man. He's fighting Galactus. Like, that's impossible. Like, he can't do that, you know? It has to or else there's you're, it's going to be boring as fuck and you got to come up with a million fucking issues like if it's just Spider-Man saves a day every day, mm -hmm. like you need those fucking moments. I mean, the Batman thing about pissing himself, I don't know what a context it was, but even I was shaking my head. But again, you know, I'm just used to Batman. Like you can fucking sever his fucking finger in front of you. And he'd just be like, I mean, to be fair, there was, there was a whole book uh, dedicated to him losing his mind and him yep. having a backup plan. Batman RIP, really good book. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so and he was a homeless person because he lost his memory he didn't know what to do so that was a good book that was a good storyline and but if you were to just if i was to just tell you oh what, what's this book about oh uh batman's homeless like the <laughs> fuck like that out of context like without telling you the build-up of what happened that it's actually no no, no the black glove took him out they thought that they were actually going to kill him but what happened the blast took out his memory but he's so smart that he has a memory saved in the back of his memory so that even though he doesn't remember he's Batman, he remembers, uh, fuck, I forgot the name of the uh, uh, his alter ego in his memory. I think it was like, uh, I forgot. But it was like a yellow, purple suit that he was pushing around as he's homeless, but he still had his martial arts skill and whatever. But if I was to just give you a snippet of that, or in this case, yeah. Batman pissed himself, without knowing like it could have been a good yeah. thing yeah like what happened that you know what i mean like it, what happened like did he maybe he saw his parents re-die again like we don't know what context it was but it was kind of okay like see that. that would be heartbreaking if he just like drops uh, to a knee and he's like I paralyzed the, i have the context if you want oh god yeah. i do i really do so and um it is supposed to be a, a roller coaster. Coaster. sorry 
was, it's all right. It was a, supposed to be a 12 part series and only six of them has come out so far. Um, he's telling a character that he created that uh, in his first years as Batman, while he was going after a mobster, he had a bladder spasm and pissed himself in the suit. So, Oh, Jesus. That's context, though. Like, fuck. We saw Batman in Batman Beyond fucking hit a fucking fire escape thing like with his face. Like, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was, I mean, did he have a bladder? He could have had a bladder spasm because he got shot in the blood. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Whatever. I've, yeah, I'm good, sense. I guess. And that's what I'm saying. It's like it ultimately comes down to the writer. So whatever the writer wants to put out, and that's what the writer is going to put out. It's not necessarily yeah. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that it makes the character any less than what they are, you know, than what than what we know them to be. Yeah. But you know, for it to turn into death threats or just a just a a, a pitch that's just like automatically denied because of who he is, if that's what it boiled down to, you know, they're just kind of like, no, it's Kevin Smith. We're not going to go ahead and give him one of our one of our beloved properties which isn't doing shit but just sitting on a shelf you know why not take the risk i mean what what does warner brothers honestly have to lose honestly what do they have to lose credibility for what their movies fucking suck right now they're they're inching back i mean don't get me wrong wonder woman was a was a big slip but um but shazam Shazam was good. That was a genuinely good movie. And Carmen, have you seen it yet? No, sorry. Girl, get on that. I'm telling you, the second you watch it, you're going to hate yourself for waiting this long for not watching it. I digress. Um, sorry. See, it, it, it came up on my HBO watch list because I added it to my watch list, but I opted to keep watching the animated series, the Batman animated Which series, is also good. Rather, <laughs> rather than watching Shazam, but I will watch it. I promise. Shazam is amazing, but then Aquaman was good. Mm-hmm. Amazing? Good. But because it was better than anything else that DC had been shelving out, it's like, it's happening! DC's getting good! Like, And so then they're, they're yeah. putting, I think, a lot of energy to, like, let's keep this momentum. Mm-hmm. That was my only point. It's like, I get it. I get your perspective, too, though. It's like, you're already at the floor. Like you can't get lower than that. Like just figure something out. But then I think, yeah. Armin, what do you think about uh, DC uh, not wanting to go forward with that idea, that pitch? Okay. So I was trying to research this topic earlier. And what I came across was not by comicbook.com, but I think it was like a threat on Reddit. And I mean, Take it for what it is, it's a threat on Reddit, but um, it stated that it wasn't um, Warner Bros that declined to do this, but it was the second party that had approval for it. So I'm guessing that would be Time Warner or AT&T that had the problem with it. But again, they're the ones that approved the whole, uh, um, Oh my God, Snyderverse. Snyder mm-hmm. So um, I don't see where that would be a problem. Um, I mean, a different take hasn't served DC any different. I actually, it would actually serve it better to see what could be done with a story different than what we've received so far. So, I mean, I would be open to the idea. It sucks that he got shut down 
And I don't know if it's because of who he is or what he's written before, but I mean, that's tough. Uh, I would like to see it. I agree with you. Uh, Ash, have anything? I feel like the people at Warner Brothers handle things like Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon <laughs> doesn't give a fuck about that person. Bring him up, blah, blah, blah. They start chanting his name. They want him to fucking win a title. He gets fucking popular. And then Vince McMahon goes, okay, that's great. Everything you're doing is great. But now we're going to make you a trash man. What the fuck are you doing? Meaning, like, it's almost like... Drossy? No, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, not to bring up WWE, but like, you have fucking Aleister Black. You have fucking ricochet and for some reason you can't figure out what to do with them mm-hmm. like i feel like <clears throat> so, like they're not marvel's awesome at involving rob lightfield involving jim lee involving what i'm saying by that is like involving the writers who know who have written these fucking people forever i'm not just saying them but like whoever whoever the writers are uh and making it fucking very genuine. And I feel like DCWB is very like, okay, so uh, this hot Instagrammer needs to be in it and she needs to blah, blah, blah. Then we need to make her happy. And then we need to do this. And then we need to make sure that this happens. Like uh, they try to put so many people that the story is not there. And it just sucks. Like you fucking had wonder woman and i feel like maybe it was kind of hands off and then hey it's a success so now fucking now we need to make it whereas like she's a she was always a heroine she was never it, it never needed to be pushed into your fucking face and then they even had two different scenes where it was that like they just it, it i don't know they just they it's not they can't get it right because they feel like uh they don't give a fuck about it until like, hey, it's making money. Now we need to capitalize on it instead of just leaving them the fuck alone. Like Batman one, Batman Returns is great. And now we need to fucking add color and now we need to fucking make it kid friendly. And then like you lose the whole, you could have had Michael Keaton another eight movies if you just left it the fuck alone. Yeah. So that's how I feel. And they're not learning their lesson. But they're trying to capital. They're trying to catch up to these people that found the formula, and they're comparing themselves to them, but still trying to keep their formula. It's just not going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. So, if you, I just don't think they have a formula at all. And it's like you were saying earlier, where is they are trying to capitalize on something that is making them money. You know what I mean? So it's like if I'm. Kevin Smith and I'm pitching this idea and Warner Bros let's just play the fifth um, that he Warner Bros said fine but then AT&T or Time Warner Media um, said no it's too risky it's too dark and then it's like but what if it was successful like you don't know where you could take the story and this is somebody that knows this character but you're not even giving them the benefit of the doubt just because you think it's not going to be successful for whatever reason because one it hasn't been presented there's no history of like you can say well present me with the facts that it's going to be successful you know what i mean 
So like, I don't agree with that because I don't think that a story shouldn't be told or presented just because it may not make money because you don't know. And I think that that's where Marvel took the risk and presents those stories where it's like, it may not, it may not do good, but we're going to do it regardless. You know what I mean? Like we hadn't gotten a broad story of Scarlet Witch, but then they did uh, WandaVision and we fell in love. You know what I mean? And it worked. Yeah. But it's like DC isn't willing to take this risk with characters because like they're not known. They're, it's not something that people want. And it's like, how do you fucking know what people want? What's, what's interesting is Disney, Disney uh, slash Marvel commits they they do something and they're going to commit to it and mm-hmm. they the first one may not work well uh, but they'll keep going be like okay it's still part of this universe we're still gonna we're still gonna keep it going like to to make it happen and dc tends to jump ship like oh that didn't work uh let's let's pull back like um they had sh- a, a certain structure for the first wonder woman uh, and then Patty Jenkins pushed back on certain scenes. Those scenes were the favorite scenes of the whole movie. And then a lot of the uh, directors were bowing out from Marvel saying, we don't have creative control. And then DC steps up. Guess what? We give our people creative control. And then Zack Snyder is doing what he's doing. It's like, guess what? We're taking it away. You know? Yeah. Uh, but then with the Wonder Woman film, they let her have creative control. We got what we got. And then they, they're they seeming to pull back now again and be like, okay, you know what? Maybe Marvel had it right. Like, maybe yeah. we'll do that. But it's either commit to one or the other. You can't keep this one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake shit. Like, what was cool, too, about Marvel was, like, these are all stories that have been told. And we're more, fuck, this is going to be awesome because this is going to be told. The Infinity War, the Civil War is going to be told. Like, even though they changed it up, this is, we made it nerd-wise. We made it cool. This is why you're going to care, and this is why it's cool. To the general public that didn't know, didn't know anything about, this is a comic book, like, this is, this was a comic book that was already been done, but to them, the general public, this whole story is like a whole little, like, uh, almost like an evolution within the old, only the movie line. But we've, we've already knew this. Like if they say we're going to do a civil war, if you read the book, we already know kind of at least what the story is going to be. They might walking dead it and like this person dies and not this person, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But at the same time, we knew the overall story arc to these people like who have no idea what's going to come. I thank you. Like, it's amazing. Like we, for Marvel, we make it cool. And DC is trying to start off by like, this is cool because Lady Gaga's in it. And it's like, no, homie, this is not, you're not going with what we what what it is. Like, just you're not copying them. And even if you do, even if you get even if you get criticized for copying Marvel, fucking do it and make it a success. And then, you know, just I'm not saying start over and be Batman and then Superman and blah, blah, blah. And like, don't start over. Just figure your shit out. Yeah. Like copy my homework, but just make it a little different. Right. You know? Just make it different. Just change the name. And then, you know, when you have to write it out, just fucking, hey, you just made me go. That's, 
I copied Ken's homework for a long time. I just changed up the words. <laughs> but even even like uh, let's say Disney's the way that they they attack Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. not all of the Star Wars projects hit, uh, but they stick with it. Like yeah. granted, Solo was a one shot project. Well, they were alluding to uh, potentially expanding that, right? Right. Um, but that was that was its thing, and it got the it it received the reviews it received, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, but prior to that was what not Rogue One. Rogue One. I was like Rogue One. No, yeah, Rogue One. Rogue One, and uh, that one got positive reviews. And then we got uh, the Last Jedi, which got bad reviews. Which again, I've mentioned before that I really, really like that movie now and rewatching it. Um, and so that was, I think, probably the only time that we see them kind of scramble to be like, oh shit. They're not ready for this much change. Yeah. Um, and then we still got a movie, a flawed movie with good scenes in it. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best way that I can explain it. It wasn't a bad movie. I've seen bad movies. One of them is called Batman vs. Superman, especially when you watch it at 1 a.m. Um, and that wasn't that. It wasn't necessarily good. Like, there was a lot of things like, you're lying to me. That's not, this wasn't a plan. This wasn't this, but like, come on, the C3PO, I just looking at my friends one last time, like shit, the fucking you didn't like that line. No, no. I'm saying these are the good things. Oh. Like you can't tell me you didn't like, like, I was for, like oh. yeah, no, it, that, it, it was that, a fucking robot with no facial expression. Like, I, no. And that's exactly <laughs> my point. It's like, I can't, I wish I can just say that movie was a piece of shit, Yeah, but it wasn't, it was a flawed movie with good scenes in it. Yeah. So it was still good. Like the fucking, when the water's hitting and they're on the fallen Death Star pieces and they're fucking fun. Oh, like, it's just so much emotion in certain scenes. But, right. No, but it wasn't It wasn't like, hey, let's throw in Vader out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't like, dumb. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's All right, here's the thing. Vader's happy. back. Yeah, right? Like, it wasn't like, like no, Warner Brothers. No, we're just going to throw Palpatine back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which was ridiculous, which yeah. was ridiculous. But that was the only time I think that they've done something like that. Um, but it, but it wasn't a complete backpedal. Yeah. But to I add mean, to your argument, Luis, I, I agree with you just because at least what they're doing now with the shows, even with Mandalorian or Bad Batch, they're trying to, to tie loose ends together <laughs> of like things that were left out and kind of make it all make cohesive sense as to where would you see we never get that we just get like it's going to be a multi it's going to be a multiverse yeah. and like it, the fans will figure it out they yeah. they get it they, they know that it, was this actually is a different story. that was almost an exact quote our 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 fans understand the multiverse so this is new batman and robert pattinson let's go <laughs> yeah no yeah. you're right you're absolutely right they have like the prequel trilogy those are bad. Like a lot of them were just bad films. But to your point, Carmen, um, like the Clone Wars, the different were, iterations of animation, they they make it good. The animated, they were like, bad, like, but you are happy to see him come back, right? Ken Hadenson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. They were yeah. bad, but at least it established that it's a little. Oh, it was I him. I don't agree with you too, by the way. I don't 
think those movies were bad. So that's just my my take. The prequels? They weren't bad. Were they good? Always be a I agree to... with you, Andra. You're uh, okay. I like elements of The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, Attack of the Clones, and I very much loved uh, uh, Jedi. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, thank you. Wait, Revenge so you liked um, clones? Yeah, I did. Oh, man. Okay. Wait. That okay. fight scene at the end when they're uh, when they're fighting in the arena... That scene is fucking awesome, and then it is awesome. But there's yeah. a lot of bullshit to, you have to navigate through. I to get don't to it. the the part on Curacao where do you uh, fast forward? <laughs> no, I don't. You so when you watch that film I that you that like, movie. yes, you like it from beginning to end. To end, yep. I enjoy oh, it very much. God damn it! You're a better person than I. I I tried rewatching them within a year ago, and. A lot of the di- like it's not even it's not even the famous made fun of scenes like mm-hmm. I didn't even get that far like it was just like a lot of his at his acting just felt very flat and it was just very like who's acting odd um, hand Christian Hayden. yeah okay so so here's the thing with that okay uh, I I saw no 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 I I saw a, a YouTube video. And it was uh, everyone that, that had shit on Hayden Christensen's uh, acting performance and, and blah, blah, this yeah. and that. Um, they, I think it was, uh, the name of the video was called In the Defense of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So what they were trying to explain was the scene where he's talking to Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Okay. And like you were saying, Luis, to your point, his acting was flat. Okay, he had no emotion to it. There wasn't anything. But they said, think of it this way. That was the moment right after he ended up slaughtering those younglings. Right. So he had a full turn at that point because we saw him with the red pupils and whatnot. So there. So that's what they're saying. That's what they were saying is that you need to think of it like this, that at that point on Mustafar, he Anakin is no longer. A character he's no longer no longer part of of uh his psyche it is now vader which is why it came off as a lot of people said flat you know because he had no emotion killing and when he did he sounded like a fucking brat. i slaughtered them all like he sounded like a brat no was it yeah no that so, okay no that was attack of the clones because he was talking about the tuscan raiders right yeah no no, no so, that's no Okay, yeah, exactly. I see your point. So if you take that action that he did on Attack of the Clones where he slaughtered the Tusken Raiders, you know, and how he went to Padme and he was crying, like, I killed them all. I didn't care, you know, to his scene, you know, where he slaughtered the younglings. They're two completely different scenes, but you see that, you know, he, yeah, tried with emotion in Attack of the Clones. You know, he felt remorseful for that. You know, I know, I know you feel, you feel otherwise, but, you know, again, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's like, if you see it at that point of view, you know, where Anakin is no longer part of his psyche, it is now full on Vader and he has no remorse, then you can kind of see how the acting and, you know, you know, to try to get by on the acting, if, if you feel that it fell flat. I mean, I I can enjoy them if I fast forward through chunks. Like 
there there are elements of Phantom Menace that I enjoy the the Darth Maul scene I very much enjoy with the fucking Duel of the Fates song playing mm-hmm. in the background come on how do you not fucking get all excited come on um, but the thing is when it comes to taste it's like we're and that's the beautiful thing about the human brain right mm-hmm. we all we're all intrigued to what we're intrigued to um, and so there are elements of and Andres and Carmen are probably and actually you Esteban you're the most diehard Star Wars fans that I know and so of course there would be elements that resonate to you guys more than would be to me I'll, I'll consider myself a casual fan in comparison to the three of you, I mean. And so, because you're so vested in the universe and you get this other version of it, it makes sense that you would enjoy it. Well, I'll watch some anime bullshit and then you guys can watch that and be like, why the fuck would you watch this? Like, no, 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 because in Dragon Ball Z, what? Like, and I'll be the one that will be defending and explaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have our own tastes and likes and all that. Uh, the, okay. The amazing thing, too, is that uh, whatever graphic novel came out, whatever paperback, whatever, like, that's a story they could go to. And there's an amazing thing. Like, my friend Gabriel's very, like, like uh, Darth Maul's not dead. He has eight legs now. Like, he's uh, general public-wise. Um, that's cool. Like, like, we talked about Marvel. That's cool. I didn't know any of that. And there's like little touchstones where I know in Bad Batch, the, the bounty hunter, that's the little Cyclops. I don't know her name. The mm-hmm. little bounty hunter. Yeah, okay. I only know her because of fucking Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Okay. But that's my little touchstone to be involved in this and be like, oh, that's that chick from. And I feel like that's kind of how Marvel is doing awesome in that like uh oh i know him from or i know him from or blah 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 like they've been great with that um my top three entrances is batman going in well in, not in this order because they're, they're all equal to me but batman entering the cathedral michael keaton the crow entering the cathedral the the doors opening and fucking when the doors open for darth maul fucking uh, and then Q and Q and duel the face. Fucking amazing the way they fucking did that. Like, I got again, chills. Like, the little sand fight was awesome, and it was awesome because uh, Qui Gon like barely, like was it was almost like a I'm getting my ass kicked and fucking Bret Hart came in to save you. You know what I mean? Like it was like a run in, you know, wrestling style. Yeah. And it was awesome because you took Qui Gon almost like as the Obi Wan that barely fucking won this fucking match. But even he didn't even win, he had to be saved. So yeah. it was kind of like, and then when the doors open, Qui-Gon was like, and Obi-Wan was like, fuck it, let's do it. Like, yeah. Qui-Gon was like fuck. <laughs> See, this be it. It, that's kind of the little touchstones of. I'm glad you brought that up. Because yeah. when actors don't speak and they act they give the strong message. Yeah. Oh my God, that fucking kills me. Like in a good way. Like when that, do- when those doors open, I know exactly what you mean. Cause I've seen that scene a thousand times fucking and you see, great. Oh, like Qui-Gon is like, shit, <laughs> I just got away from, you know, but then Obi-Wan, he's like, like, he's like, let's fucking do this. Yeah. And, 
and even when when they get separated like the look on his face where Qui-Gon in, at least through me my lens it's like he knows he's going to die like wow saw that like when he yeah. drops to his knees and he yeah. ha- and he's meditating, and, he meditating? Mm-hmm. and he's like taking his breaths in and in my or at least and this is like I get all emotional fucking watching hey. shit and in my eyes I'm seeing he wants to wear out Darth Maul to the best of his ability to give his uh, apprentice uh, to give his apprentice the best shot. Fuck. That's what I saw. That's no, for he's sure. There and then when you see Darth Maul like a fucking hungry lion, just like yeah, back, back, back and, and forth, forth. like mm-hmm. and like and so then when it turns back on, he just jumps back up and then just yeah. he's gonna give it a hundred percent, and he's not like it's the it's the analogy of he's swimming out into the ocean with no reserves because he doesn't intend to come back. Mm-hmm. Like he is giving everything he's got. And then he goes down. Yeah. That's a whole new movie. And then when I, he goes down, that's mm-hmm. when Obi-Wan comes in. But like now Darth Maul has to come back. And so like, and I'm going to make a very weird comparison, but please yeah. hang in there with me guys. Yeah. The other movie that does that for me. And again, there's no words, but it's oh, just in seeing it is the first Ninja Turtles with the fucking suits and everything. And it's the, it's the rooftop scene against Shredder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because when they're all fighting and it they're kind of having fun with it, and Donatello's, no, uh, Michelangelo says, at one point, he should we should tell him that we're the good guys. Like, where did yeah. we lose control here? And he's like, I just have one thought. He knows where Splinter is, and then... Oh, the rat, you know, whatever. That's when they start to, that's when they lose it. And so you see one by one, they're getting taken down. And the emotion that they're fighting with, because they know that he has, they have their dad. Mm-hmm. They have, he has their dad. And you see Raph jump in, fucking guns blazing. You see uh, fucking uh, Donatello oh. loses his stick. Still trying, gets flipped. Michelangelo, like, fucking gets flipped. Like, everything. And then at the very end, it concludes with they pin Leonardo. They're about to kill him. And he says, weapons, you know, to throw him over the edge. They all look at Raph to see what he's going to do. Because he's the lead. And again, yeah. it's it's the it's the non-said things. It's like they all look at Raph, and then Raph fucking throws his weapons, and then yeah. they do it. It's like, dude, what are That's you gonna dope. do? Because he's like second in command. Exactly. Like Wolverine. Yeah. Like Wolverine. It, like Cyclops is not in command. It's gonna be fucking Wolverine. Exactly. Yeah. And so they look at him. He throws, and then that's when it's like, hit your fate will be hit. Yeah. So it's anyway. That was a huge segue. We started in Star Wars, but it's just that non-spoken stuff is just so fucking deep. Back to you, Andres. So deep. Uh, so deep. Back to you, Andres. <laughs> Uh, there's a uh, casting news, and so for HBO's uh, Green Lantern series, they've casted Tobias Menzies as uh, Sinestro. Um, for those who don't know the actor's name, he came out in Game of Thrones, he came out in uh, Rome, and he's currently, I believe, he's currently coming out in The Crown. Um, so if you see him, I'm sure you recognize him and stuff. Um, and I think it's a good casting. He's a good actor. Uh, you, there's certain roles where he plays where you could. He's just hateable, but he's always a good actor. Um, what do you think, Ash? 
Um, I don't know the actor, but the the Ryan Reynolds one was a pretty good Sinestro to me. Do you yeah. remember uh, in yeah, Game yeah, of yeah. Thrones? Uh, fucking, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also Tully. Uh, he's a Tully. Yes. Um, remember, he was shooting the arrows and he couldn't do it, so the blackfish had Ed to take Martin. the arrows. And yes. he's also yes, yes. I like him. I like him a lot. Um. Uh, I like him as an actor. He's going to be a piece of shit. It's almost like I feel like he's going to be like a little finger type of character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, I love to hate him. Yeah. Like it's a, you're a good bad guy, but there's almost like a Loki, like just turn good, homie. Like just turn and I, he's going to be a good bad guy. I can't think of the movie that I, I know him from, but I think he's going to be amazing. What what Green Lantern is he going to be the bad guy of? Not Hal Jordan. Uh, Hal Jordan? Oh, he's Sinestro. He he's Sinestro. He's the one. He tempts, he tempts Hal Jordan to come to... Uh, he's a former Green Lantern that uh, right. goes to the... Who's the, he going the, against? Uh, there was casting for I see Guy Gardner. There was Guy, like, like, like Guy Gardner. Just Guy Gardner? for the, the Green Lantern Corps... Um, so I'm assuming it's going to be a group of them. Yeah. That they, they haven't gotten into too many details of like he might not even be Sinestro yet. If we're doing corpse. Like he may not be with the yellow ring you mean cuz he's always yeah. Sinestro but yeah yeah yeah. I see what you're saying. Um very possible well, different name until Sinestro, right? Uh in I'm guess I'm going by the Ryan Reynolds one. He wasn't Sinestro throughout the whole thing. Or am I tripping? Ooh, I might be tripping. I thought he was. Uh, I might be tripping. I feel, like they, I feel like there was a reveal. Call me Sinestro. But it's possible that he starts off as a Green Lantern and then and then shifts. Right. Very possible. Because uh, we don't know how the Green Lantern Corps is going to go. I could even see it being like at the end so that you can see season two where he does become Sinestro. Oh, my God. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I'd watch that show. Armin, what do you think? Um, I like him as an actor. I like him as Prince Philip in The Crown. And I like him as... I totally forgot that he was even in um, Game of Thrones. So I like him and not... Um, I don't know too much about the Green Lanterns, but I like him as an actor, so I'm all for it. Awesome. Is that one? <laughs> God damn, Andreas, you're the best. <laughs> I totally didn't have you on screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> he didn't hear it at all. Oh, no, he did not. I'm moving on. Back to you, Andres. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Moving on. <laughs> all right. That was a nice bust. Uh, um, so there was a still that came out for the cover of the next... Um, I guess the next phase of what the Marvel comics is, is going through right now. Um, and the next series is going to be called the trial of Magneto. And they showed the cover for that. And it is Magneto holding the Scarlet witch, which who has apparently died. Um, and they're pinning it on him so far. So um, if you guys have seen the image, uh, go ahead and check that out. It looks pretty cool. Uh, Magneto's not wearing his, uh, I guess legendary red or magenta colored outfit. He has a white one now, um, similar to the old one. Uh, but yeah, and he's holding uh, Scarlet Witch in his arms. Uh, 
Has anybody else seen it? And what are you guys' thoughts if you have anyone? I, I saw the image and it looks pretty bad. The way you're describing it is pretty accurate. Um, I don't know the story or, or what we're following, um, but based on the image, like now I want to read it. I, now I want to read the story just because um, it looks pretty cool. And given what we just found out about, you know, WandaVision and the story there, um, and especially how that came, um, I'm interested. So they got me. I'll, I'll go read it. Ash, it looked like you wanted to say something. He's fucking the henchman in Mission Impossible 2. The the guy that we were talking about before. Yes. In, in, yeah, that's that's how I know him. But and he was they were going to cut his finger <laughs> off with a fucking cigarette. Uh a cigar cutter. Oh, Jesus. That's how I know him. Not through fucking Game of Thrones, but through that scene. Because I do, I do. That's the, it's little key things. Anyway, what were we talking about? Awesome. I was on, uh, the, no, I was on that part. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, uh, we're talking like, about the comic cover. It's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> Stevon, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Go for it. So um, yeah, with Scarlet Witch, yeah, that looks amazing, <laughs> and I'm sure they'll like figure out a way to bring her back. I am sorry, Esteban, of course. but yeah, that looks amazing. Uh, can you do that? Can you show it one more time and then say something? Oh, we're in gallery view. Can you do that again? Fuck, that's cool. Goddamn artists. I was just talking about this with my friend. Like where we've gone, where it's like a faded color to like almost every panel is an oil painting. It's just amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's fucking cool. Sorry. Go ahead. No worries. Um, this is probably going to be one of the jumping on points uh, for me to get back into comic books. I haven't um, been reading them uh, as of late, like the newer ones. Uh, I've been reading some of the older stuff uh, like Invincible. Um, but I, ha- I haven't um, really looked into... Um, the last, I think the last book that I read, I think I, the last one I read was Powers of 10 and House of X. Um, but I mean, aside from that, I haven't, I haven't been following uh, since then. So, but I am intrigued because I know this is not obviously not the first time that Magneto has been on trial. Uh, there's another uh, old school X-Men cover um, that has, that's, and it's a, a story arc that's also called the trial of Magneto, uh, which is actually pretty dope. Um it was in Uncanny X-Men, uh, and that one was pretty cool. I don't know if you guys remember this cover. This was the, the old school Trial of Magneto. So so it's not the first time that he's being that uh, Magneto's on trial. So, um, but yeah, I'm in. Uh, I, I want to I end up picking that up and, and following it because, yeah, the, the artwork on here, I mean, the artwork now, back then, was gorgeous. I mean, now it's just it's it's impeccable so so i'm so i love it you know and and i think that's what's very eye-catching now in comic books is are are the is the cover art you know and then with all these variants that are coming out and stuff like that um you know depending on who's drawing covers and and whatnot um you know it's it's what catches the eye so um support your local comic book shops and go pick up some comics but i'm definitely going to end up picking up um this the trial of magneto so, Louise is also good. Um, 
I probably, I'm not going to lie, I probably won't be picking up this issue. Uh, I'll probably wait till it's the story is concluded and then I'll buy the graphic novel version. Oh, okay. Uh, but, I mean, I'm always a fan of fucking good stories. So any anytime uh, a story starts to pick up, like, I'll pick up stories that I just find interesting here and there. But when something hits the, the like, uh, entertainment media, I get excited because if it catches a buzz, it's for a reason, you know, and those are usually the stellar ones. So this is definitely one of those. So, yeah, I'll be checking it out. Actually, this is a question to everybody. Do you guys know if comic book stores still do that thing where you can say, like, hey, I'm collecting Detective Comics, this, The Crow, the pull? Blah, 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 They absolutely do. They pull for you yeah. and then every month you can come and, like, yeah, man. They they bank on you. Yeah, they bank on you wanting to do a pool because that's how they'll make the most money. Yeah, just go, just walk into a local shop and say, "Hey, I want to set up a pool list," or you know, "Do you guys have a pool list that I can go ahead and set up?" And they still do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, but the I haven't seen that since Al, the Alhambra the on Main Street when they did that. Because in them doing that, they, it guarantees them that you're going back to their Comic store. seller. Yes. No. Sorry. No, no, no. There was Comic Rage, and then there was... Was it a brick building? Yeah. In Alhambra on Main Street? It's next to the brick building. It's called Comic Seller. I believe yeah. that we've been in the same place. Oh, my God. We knew each other before we knew each other. Yes, those <laughs> two places were would always do that for me. And I'm down to get into comic books again if, if it's like that. If it's like a $30 like subscription and I'll do that for it, it's where they charge and it gets weird. And if no, I don't, I don't, you know I, mean? I don't think they do that, dude. Uh, do you just walk in there and no, just no, tell no. them like, Hey, I want to send a whole list. Them, but they, they, it has been done where I was gotcha. like, Oh, but yeah, no, I'm down to set up. Or if you want old school shit, comicsology. Yeah. Yes. Comicsology. <laughs> awesome. So now we're, uh, since we finished that, we're going to be getting into Loki. Has everybody on the show seen Loki yet? No, Have you no. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you actually, guys, you guys take it away. Don't worry about have. me. Has anybody else seen the show? No. If you seen yeah, three of us, right? Four, four of us. You still have not seen it. I've seen one episode. How have you not been shanked yet? I don't know. We're not there. Yeah, I was going to say you guys aren't there to, <laughs> to beat me in or beat me out of comics. Okay, one. You, you ain't all right. And then now we got to beat you out. We're all set. Yeah, go on with Loki. Out, not off. Weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, that's going to be hard since Luis hasn't talked about it. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, it's, it's my fault. Just let it rip. Oh. All right. Who has something to say about this week's episode? Have you seen it, Ash? No? Like, yeah, go for it if you have something. The latest one is the... Episode four. After... So it finished off after they were supposed to... Uh, when they were doing the, the planetary where they missed getting oh, on the... The, the arc or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh Loki is another kind of like a Michael Keaton. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be really hard to for me to accept any other Loki, because Loki, him as Loki is fucking amazing. Um, it's 
that character during the fucking scene where they're sitting down talking to each other, it's Loki that grew up like this, and there's the Loki that grew up like this. And uh, Owen Wilson's Mobius, yeah, mm-hmm. is is kind of banking on you're still the same person. Like, can understand you guys grew up a different way, but I'm banking on that you guys grew up. You know what I mean? Like, you still know how to whatever. It's amazing where uh, Middleston's character is. I'm still trying to play you. And there's like, they're still trying to play each other, but it's like, it's kind of like, uh, I already know that. And then, like, ah, it's so hard to put into words. It's, it's kind of the same character and they have the same, they have the same sadness for different reasons. And it's almost like, of course, Loki would only gravitate and identify with the person that it's within, within himself. And it's, but it's in, it's in different situations. It's almost like dealing with a different Ash, uh, not being sensitive, but I grew up with a dad. Like, what if I had a, what if I grew up and it was like some mad douchebag guy, but there would be a different, I was, there would still be like different touchstones where I could deal with that same person. That is me. And it's just different, amazing. I don't know. It's great. Uh, All the way from, I'm a God. And then he saw this guy get zapped and he was like looking for his fucking ticket. Like just like looking for a ticket, like a fucking a nobody just to not die and seeing the infinity stones to, oh man, Marvel is just knocking it out of the fucking park. And if this is coming from like the Avengers, like the fucking, the God of mischief, he, this guy is saying, I'm a God to a bunch of people like that are just, you're nothing here. And it's amazing too, as well as her, his shit is like almost magic and her shit is becoming a different person, like specializing in the different things where like, uh, I'm amazing myself with, with this. This is how I grew up and this is how I survived. And I'm amazing you with that. And she's like amazing him with just uh, the mind control. Like they both have that power, but it's you succeeded through survival because of this. And you you excelled at this. I don't know. It's been great. I, I fucking Carmen? love that. Sorry, Carmen. I love this last episode just because of where we left off, where they were in Lamentis. And then they get taken back. Um, I kind of sense that there was a growing up with both Lokis, um, Sylvie and Tom Hiddleston, Sloki, um, experiencing each other and like the life experiences. Um, I know that a lot of people are saying that it would be such a Loki thing to do to fall in love with himself, which I could see that that's where they're going with the story. Um, I, I see that, um, I'm just going to keep my thoughts on that, but, um, I love the, uh, how we got to get them to Sylvie, see her story, her background, 
mm-hmm. um, not really like what her nexus event is. And even though she's asking like, what was my nexus event? Like, why did I have to be taken from my story? You know, like what was so damaging about me that I had to be stolen from literally my life, you know? Also, um, we didn't talk, we didn't talk about it on the last time that we talked about the show, but the fact that the agents of the TVA are all variants of a different, you know, they're and mm-hmm. like, they don't remember what happened. And she's like, this is how I can access their memories. And this is how I can see their shadows kind of like an inception, a dream within a dream and bring back those memories. I, I love that fact of the show um total twist i mean i was expecting the tv uh the timekeepers not to be the timekeepers and the plot twist that was revealed with that um i can't wait for the next episode it definitely left us on a cliffhanger on the way it ended um i know luis hasn't seen it and for the viewers that haven't seen it i won't ruin it but um i pause pause right there For everyone that's just listening, after she said, for the viewers that haven't seen it, she rolled her eyes. By she, I mean Carmen. (laughs) Carmen is rolling her eyes at anyone that hasn't seen the show, myself included. Continue, Carmen. I am rolling my eyes because you should definitely be watching the show because it's great. I have a good excuse, though. I have a good excuse. I I know you do, and, you know, life happens, and, you know, people don't have time to watch as much as tv shows and that right there that right there is called a shutdown saying i don't want to hear your excuses i'm gonna keep telling my review the floor is yours carmen please take it away um what i just the floor is yours carmen Carmen. um you know what that means i just don't I'm excited for when we're going to go from here just because I know it's going to be about Sylvie developing her character and trying to get Tom Hiddleston to work with her in whatever way that's going to happen. Um, also, like, Mobius coming to the realization that the TBA may not be what it seems and it's all being controlled by somebody else other than the timekeepers. Um, that's also exciting to see how it's going to unfold. I mean, we only have two more episodes, so I can't wait to see how that's going to go. I'm enjoying the show greatly. Uh, The action scene with both of them interacting off of each other, it was great for me. So, I mean, I love this show. But I love I love the Loki character, and I think I'm I I've even fallen more in love with the Loki character more so that now there's a Sylvie, and we get to see older variants of Loki, perhaps. So, I'm I love this last episode. You know, uh, I don't want to spoil too too much uh, for for this episode, um, but I th- I thought it was great. Um, you know, to the mere fact that, like what um, Carmen was saying, uh, that everyone at the TVA is just a variant of of themselves. So it's like I want to know the Nexus event, you know, that ended up 
why did they pull Civiel? What happened? You know, why is she, why was she had, why did they have to pull her from her reality and then reset the timeline? You know, uh, I would have loved to have known to know, you know, a lot of that they would have gone a little bit deeper, you know, uh, to the TVA agents, you know, uh, I would have loved to have seen, you know, a, a brief uh, moment of Owen Wilson's alternate timeline where did he where did he come from you know what was his what was his nexus event that they had to pull and him from? yeah exactly okay. you know um so so yeah I, I would have loved to see all that i i think and and just like it, what what um what what you guys were saying about you know it is a very loki thing for loki to fall in love with himself why because he's a massive narcissist of course he's going to fall in love with himself, you know, like that's perfect. You know, that is a very Loki thing to do, you know? Um, but to see the different variants, I think is so fucking cool, you know? Um, so I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I can't wait. Uh, Cause I know in, in an interview, Tom, they asked Tom Hiddleston, you know, what was his favorite, you know, uh, episodes, you know, and he said episode four and episode five by far were the, were, were his favorite because they are, it's, it's like picking up right after where it left off, you know? So, so uh, I'm excited to see what's, what next week's supposed to bring. And I hope Luisa ends up watching it so that, you know, we can, we can go ahead and talk about it more. And you guys can let her rip. Come on. That's great. You don't, you kind of don't even know when he said like the TVA are variants, it's almost like you don't know who's the bad guy and who's the good guy anymore. It's just you gibberish know? to him. Yeah, it's all it's like, but that's information for him for Mobius, but also like, do you have a plan for me to get out of this? Like Loki, uh Hiddleston Loki is still very like, uh whatever's going to get me the fuck out of this. Yeah. Uh, and like he even uh, he even accepted doing the variant thing as a survival tactic but like the way she's doing it I almost feel like he admires it and then they both know each other again like uh, well I'm going to give you the uh, I'm not the Tesseract but the fucking I'm going to give you this because then you're going to fucking ditch me and then he gets thrown out the fucking window and then she has to get thrown out the window. It's they almost need each other, even though they're supposed to be hunting each other. Like fuck Luis for not even watching this shit. Cause this is shit is amazing. <laughs> the writing is fucking great. I just can't stand Luis that he didn't even watch this shit. Um, I agree with what everybody else said, uh, including the Luis part. Uh, but nobody mentioned Lady Sif, and I thought it would be wrong of us not to mention oh, that, that was to see her again after such a long time. Uh, that was awesome. Being gone. That was that was that awesome was to to see her again in that you know, and and from what it looks like, she's gonna come back in uh, Lord uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, you know. So so that's gonna be cool. Um, it also adds. I, I love uh, the, uh, what you, what we're talking about Marvel, like. Everybody in Marvel is very down to come back. Nobody's yeah. like, yeah. hey, one and done. I'm just here's my paycheck, whatever. Like, it's like if you need me in eight years, I'm down. Like the just Red whatever. Skull. Yeah. Fucking red. Yeah. Just uh Anthony he Hopkins. Didn't want to come back. 
yeah just just there's different people that are like you just create a world where like and marvel will still make it make sense like i'm down to come back for one scene one take blah 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 and marvel will be like cool we're gonna use it for that blah 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 like they will work around everybody's thing and make it that storyline and it's just amazing where <sighs> sorry you see and you just fucking and you have fucking... such a fucking great tv how do you not fucking capitalize on your tv when that's the one fucking thing you're successful at over marvel you stupid dumb motherfuckers this has been brought to you by dc comics <laughs> all right but- with that, with that, uh, Ash's rap, uh, rant is gonna bring us to a wrap for this episode. Uh, yeah, it's time. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we exhausted all our topics for the week. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, so that'll do it for today's show. Uh, thank you all for listening and subscribing. If you have a friends that you think would enjoy, please pass us along to them we'd appreciate it very much so and i want to wish you all a very good night good day good morning until next week comics we are everywhere bye good night